Hey everybody, it's Camden here with Generation Z Podcast. Today, Dave and I are talking with Charlie Robinson. He is the host of the Macroaggressions Podcast. He's written a book or two, most notably The Octopus of Global Control. I do recommend it. And the following conversation is about an hour and a half. We get into the games that the Freedom of Information Act plays, the agenda of the mainstream media pushing people out, pushing whole stories out. Uh, we also talk about the approved disclosure of the CIA recently. It's, it's pretty interesting stuff, but of course, per usual, we do get into the uh, VAX conversation a bit. We do get into the recent uh, envelope-pushing things that have hit the mainstream media even, and honestly, we've got to play it safe. I only took out maybe about 30 minutes, 40 minutes max of this interview. It is not a lot, but I do recommend that everyone that can join the Patreon at any level you can to catch the rest of this interview because I think it is so worth it. Now, I do hope you enjoy what has been uploaded to YouTube. I think it is fun. It's a good conversation, and I really do believe you'll enjoy it. So, here you go. All right. So without further ado, uh, me and Camden are both big fans of, uh, of your work. This is Charlie Robinson from the Macro Aggressions podcast, also the author of multiple books having to do with many different facets uh, regarding intelligence, the, uh, the overall system of our society, the hierarchy, you name it. So, uh, Char Mr. Robinson, thank you so much for coming on, sir. Well, thank you, but please don't ever call me Mr. Robinson. It makes me feel like an old person. My goodness. Come well, on. I just... Uh, just regular... Really... But of course, you're polite. So thank <laughs> right. you for being polite. It's, but... it's, the, it's the Canadian in me, probably. It is the Canadian in you. <laughs> exactly. I had my... My two roommates post-college were, were both uh, from Toronto and they're the nicest, most polite people. Our, our, our apartment was always in pristine condition and everything was put where it was supposed to be. And everyone were, was... were they every time they bumped into you around the house, around the, the, sorry. Uh, the oh, yeah, sorry. Right? oh, sorry. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Sounds about, yeah, sounds about right. Well, first off, I just want to thank you so much for, for coming on, but um, I, man, me. I don't, I don't know where we could start with, with the kind of, uh, content and and not only that but information that you delve into i mean uh is there well first off let me just say is there anything as of recently with regards to real world events it doesn't have to be ufo related anything that's really sticking out to you at this very moment that you feel people should know more about that they don't any one or two particular you know events behind the curtains well it, it's funny to me that in the um you know, in, in what's been the, the top story for us for the last year or so, the COVID situation, you know, we've seen the wheels fall off in, in terms of some of the people that were were held up there as the arbiters of truth and goodness, like Bill Gates and Fauci. And we've watched them be thrown under the bus recently. So I find that interesting. I don't... Um, I think that that might be a, a signal to a lot of people that, hey, you know, maybe these people that that you blindly trusted are are are, are not the right people to trust. So, so I'm I'm on the on the one hand um, happy to see that. I, I anytime these people get to you know have their worlds come crashing down on them, I, I I'm certainly there to to watch it for sure. But it also leads me to believe that there might be some sort of ulterior motive going on or that there's some part of the plan that we're not aware of yet. So, so I'm not, I'm not 
celebrating or anything yet. I'm right. just keeping my eyes open. Like a lot of this stuff. I think that, that, but, but with the, but specifically to the the UFO side of it, if we want to right. talk about that, I mean, it's just the most. Well, before, sorry, before we get into that, I just yeah. wanted to ask with regards to Gates and Fauci, I did have a couple of uh, questions I wanted to pick yeah. your brain on uh, regarding the the Fauci emails. Do you believe it to be as simple as BuzzFeed claiming they, they got the Freedom of Information Act request? Or do you think really what really happened behind the scenes was someone was not happy with Fauci and they kind of, you know, gave a little bit of a tap on the on the shoulder to the to the public? Ooh, that's a good question. I think we'll find out for sure what the answer to that is at some point. But um, I mean, the Freedom of Information Act requests are, are a tricky thing. Some people know how to ask them the right way, and right. some people don't know how to ask them. I've got a, a, a book called, uh, called Camellio, which is a really interesting book about this this guy who winds up on the wrong side of this intelligence agency. It's a true story. And, and they wind up gang stalking him and all these things. And, but the, the, the main person in this book is friends with a guy who's a writer. And this writer is more of like the logical, reasonable person. And the writer knows how to, uh, he's a professor actually. And so he says, well, I, I'm going to pull some freedom of information act requests about this particular thing that, that his, his friend is, is embroiled in. And so he says, uh, he says, but, but when I, when he did the freedom of information act request, he, he actually, before he sent the first one, he had the idea that he was going to send two of them. The first one he sent very logical, I'm I'm looking for this. I'm looking for this. I'm looking sort for that. of like te textbook theory written, like yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. the way you would do it. And he put his name on it and he sent it out. And then he said he waited about six weeks and he sent. He did a new one, but in this Freedom of Information Act request, he wrote it like a crazy person, run-on sentences and asking <laughs> for the same stuff, but he did it in mm -hmm. a way that was. You just one glance at it and you would be like, oh, a crazy person wrote this for sure. Right. He put a different name with a different address, an address that he had access to, and he sent that one off. When the request came back, the one that was written the proper way, very logical, they said, mm. we, have no we have no records of this information at all. Zero. Holy we have nothing. crap. The other one, the one that was totally psychotic, he got 190 pages of documents sent to him on it. What the hell? I, I so, know that. <laughs> sometimes the FOIA requests are are a tricky thing. So it could be that people at BuzzFeed or whoever is was responsible knew the right way to to do it. Right. Or could it could be somebody on the inside that says, "Oh, well, I'll I'll give you the you know, or let's let's pretend like we you know we're going to accidentally let this out, but why don't you request it and I'll make sure that you get it." Parts of it are redacted, of course, but yeah, uh, that could happen. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not certain how that happened. I just know that. Well, I'll tell you what. I think if they wanted to keep those emails under wraps, they could keep them under wraps. They right. chose not to. Right. So that makes me think that somebody in some place. I don't think that was an an oversight. It could have been, but I would suspect that it was more. Are you Are you familiar with? I'm sure Susan Go. No, who's that? Who is who's uh, allegedly responsible for covering up a lot of the UFO FOIA requests? Oh. That yeah, apparently she's been the one that's sort of been tinkle, uh, tinkering with FOIA overall, like the not just the the software but the entire system as to how you can obtain things. I mean, but overall, do you think the FOIA requests are? Um, 
I don't want to say a waste, if you will, but do you think they're just a, a, a form of trickery for the public to say like, oh, you know, they, they, if we really request it, they'll give it, you know, like. Yeah, I don't I don't think they I don't. Well, just evidenced by that, the the example that I had that that you can ask for the same thing in two different ways. And right. someone Sometimes you'll get it and sometimes you won't. Uh, I think that they I think it's I think it's cover. Really, it's hey, we've got this FOIA system, and we'll give you the the stuff if you ask for it. I mean, right. we have nothing to hide, right? But yeah. but they're 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 masters of of deception, and I think that if, if if I think the real stuff gets hidden, I think they give you the limited hangout. They'll give you enough to to maybe maybe placate some people, or maybe send you down the wrong path. Even uh, so, I, I'm not I'm not a I don't discount the FOIA documents or the requests in, in that process. I, I say, ask for it. If you get it, great. But I wouldn't, if if I asked for something mm. and I knew that they had documents and I got something back saying, we have no documents, that wouldn't, that also wouldn't surprise me. You know, I think exactly. I, would right. Be, right. I would be thinking along the lines of, well, maybe I'll get some of it. Maybe I'll get Maybe I'll get none of it. I don't know. But but in 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 certain cases, I think like with John Greenwald, I mean, with the with the Black Vault, he's that he he could teach the class on how to write FOIA requests. He's yeah. he's the guy that knows how to do it. Absolutely. So if I, I my guess would be if anyone knew how to do it the right way and ask the right questions and request it in the the particular order that they're looking for, that would be the guy that would do it. That would be right. the guy that knows how to do it. And I think he's probably got the best records that you can get from that. But I don't think that, and I don't want to speak for him, but I mean, my assumption is that he he would have to know that he's not going to get all of it. I mean, all if he right. got all of it, he'd be really surprised. But still, take what they'll give you, right? Take yeah. what, you, what, what they'll give you and consider that, you know, and go as far as you can go with that. But I would say always keep looking uh, in different, different areas and locations, because, because, you know, like the government is not, they're, they're just, yeah. they go out of their way to make sure to not to, you know, to, to disinform people and, and flat out lie to them about everything. So why right. would they be in a hurt, huge hurry to hell? They legalized propaganda in the United yeah. States with the right. Smith modernization act. I mean, <laughs> they, they, they clearly don't have a problem lying to us. So I, my, my assumption is that the FOIA requests are probably uh, a good way to get some people off of their back and give the impression that they're being transparent. But I think the transparency only goes as far as the topic and maybe as far as the person that is in charge of uh, releasing documents allows. It Would to you say as well too? Before well, then, we get to Camden in a second. Um, the fairness doctrine under, uh, I think, I think it was, I think it was Dick Cheney that pushed that at the time when Reagan was president. Was do you think that plays a part into the um, into the whole cover up of? Because I think prior to the fairness doctrine and a couple of other laws, that I mean, the propaganda was not really allowed per se by the major corporations. Yeah, and then yeah. Well, I mean, when when Dick Cheney puts forth a document that's called that that's, that right. has the term fairness in it, I mean, then you <laughs> you know you've you've dipped your toe into a parallel reality. Right. Um, I think that I think that the you know the government has always lied to the to the public, and right. there's a there's a sliding scale on those lies, and I and I understand that sometimes things are secret and they don't need to get out, but. But the role of the media in in taking the government's uh, lead on this and and really pushing uh, hardcore lies and straight up propaganda 
that was um obviously it was made legal in 2012 but but before that it was i mean it was just it was just known it's known right. and, and and frankly i think that you know part of the the way the way that that's allowed to happen is is when you go through the media consolidation like we had in the in the 90s and early 2000s where you go from 50 media companies down to five mm-hmm. and once you do that then you're talking about you know people say well you can't control all the media well, you can control a whole lot of it if you can control the flow from those five corporations. And in order to do that, you just have to know the right people to to get on board at those at those different uh, corporations. So, the the role of covering up information or disinformation is is kind of a, a two pronged approach. It's the government doing it, of course, but then mm. it's also their their buddies in the media taking it the next step and making sure that certain things don't get talked about, or if they do get talked about, they get framed in a certain way. So it's like, well, we'll, we can talk about Iran um, in terms of, should we invade them next week, next month or next year, you know, but you can't have the conversation about, should we just leave them alone? (laughs) Right. That that conversation (laughs) doesn't happen. So, so the government and media work, you know, together and form this, this bond that is, um, it's very effective. It's very effective for keeping people in the dark. It's very effective in keeping people off of their trail. But, but we still find it. You know, we still we still figure them out because we're we we know kind of where to look, or we at least know how to translate what what it is they say when we hear these lies. So, um, you know, the the role of <laughs> Dick Dick Cheney. <laughs> the irony of that is that, you know, Dick Cheney was like Darth Vader. And the yeah. media was terrified of him. Yeah. And nobody wanted to ever ask any questions about no no real hard questions about the first about the about the the Gulf War in '93. Yeah. Or in, in 2001 and 2003, I should say, because to to question that in any way, Dick Dick Cheney was was running that operation, and he would turn it around. Well, on he you got and, he, sorry he got he got away pretty cleanly with Desert Storm as well too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, as as you do when you're uh, yeah. when you're in this in this group, but they'll they'll flip it around on you and make you sound unpatriotic for for even challenging this. And mm-hmm. that's a that's something that as a journalist, you're radioactive if you come off as unpatriotic because now all of your all of a sudden your access is cut and your publisher is 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 not liking it too much. So so Dick Cheney could do a lot of things uh legally he could do things illegally and then he could just use his own aura and his right. his, his darth vaderness is the best way i can describe it to just shut down any sort of dissent or conversation before it started and uh and there's of course many many stories of of him doing things just like that so No, no, it's absolutely a, a great point. Um, Camden, did you want to touch on anything regarding pharmaceutical still or? Well, I it, kind of pharmaceutical, but it gets more into the general concept of media and conspiracy relationship. So if you got Please, something, by, go ahead. By all means. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, I was just going to ask. Um, it's, it's, I mean, we've gone away all the way from Dick Cheney and Desert Storm to media relationships to big pharma media relationships. Why is it that when 
when the masses, when the people that are critically thinking start to get into these conversations, that's a conspiracy theory that's uh, uh, malignant, malignant. But right. when when um, the media has its own admission of what it did do as a conspiracy, whether it's the uh, Russian bounties on U.S. soldiers in Afghanistan or the Jesse Smelliot uh, alley beating by MAGA people. Why are those not conspiracy theories and just mainstream media saying oh, we, we got our facts wrong? Sorry, my bad. Why, why are those not conspiracies when they objectively definitionally are? You well, know, of course, they, because they are. But but it's right. it's the it's the whole <laughs> Donald Rumsfeld mistakes were made you know mm -hmm, we're yeah. gonna move, we don't want to live in the past we don't, don't want to live in the past we're gonna move forward we're going to press on and we're gonna forget i mean it's, the, the media is just so dishonest on yeah. every level when we when we do it it's conspiracy theory when they do it it's it's mistakes were made you know when they when they're wrong about something the retraction is printed in teeny tiny print on the last page of the mm -hmm. of the newspaper when we get something wrong it's you know deplatforming or branding as someone as right. a you know tinfoil hat wearing conspiracy theorist. I, I think that it's you know it's a, what the media does is they play with words and they play with the uh the the use of words. So like conspiracy theorist is this term. Of course we know that the CIA created it that they've used it to to sort of tarnish people. Mm -hmm. Same thing with like the concept of everybody's anti-Semitic, you know, you just don't want these labels put on you because then you have to defend yourself. And the more you defend yourself, the guiltier you look, you know, so, so it, it's, so like, I've, I've been telling people, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm a conspiracy analyst and, and, and I'm go. not theorizing about potential conspiracies. I'm analyzing actual ones and they happen all the time and it's not a rare thing and it's not, you know, but the, but the media will, will have, I mean, think about this. This is the same media. And Chris Cuomo uh, at CNN, who said, you know, you can't read this report. If you read this report, it's illegal, but we yeah. can read it. So we'll we tell you what's it. in the report. Right? right. And you're like, what are you talking about? I mean, you're just, you're just lying and lying and lying and lying. And we know this. And, and so the media is, is arrogant and very condescending and they constantly uh, get caught lying like Kentucky gun range footage saying, Oh, yeah. Syria and things like that. And we go, you're, you're lying. You're lying. And they just continue on like, like there's nothing wrong. And I've realized why. And they, the, the media in some respects operates similarly to the way Donald Trump would operate, mm -hmm. which is you can't shame somebody who has no shame. Sorry, which is probably why he was such a threat to the media. For sure. Yeah, they right. didn't like they didn't like him. He he was he was showing them, you know, he was he was you know, he was just indifferent. When you would you know, you would have like the grab him by the pussy tapes and things like that, yeah. and I'd be like, "Oh, this is going to sink him for sure." And he just eh. He he got sorry I I didn't mean to interrupt you Charlie but he basically got billions of dollars worth of free advertising based on how they covered him for the 5 years. You yeah. Know? He yeah. But sorry, yeah. please go on. Yeah. So so you've got um you know, so with the media, the media has the same sort of philosophy. It's like it's hard to shame the media when they have no shame. It's hard mm -hmm. to call them out for for their lack of journalistic integrity when they just have no integrity whatsoever anyway. So they don't care. They don't get, you know, they don't get offended. They just you turn on your TV and they're still there. Mm -hmm, <laughs> they're still mm -hmm. there. I mean, the BBC, we we had this conversation uh yesterday, actually, on our, our group podcast where we're we're talking about uh, Bruce Fenton was saying that the 
that the that there was like a couple hundred thousand people marching in front of the BBC's offices on the lockdown protests, and the BBC didn't report on it. Yeah. And and when they mentioned something the weeks earlier, they said there were hundreds of protesters. There were literally tens thousands. of thousands. Yeah, of people. right. So and, it's it's just it's a bit backwards, and uh, and everything is uh, <laughs> everything is upside down. But but the media it, that's their role, you know. I, I mean, guess, I, yeah. I've gotten offended by it, and I get mad about it, and I do all those things. But really, when I when I think about it, uh, they're just they're just doing their job, and their job is to mm. lie and and be manipulators. And sometimes, you know, and some of them are better at it than others. But, uh, but I think that even the, like the most brain dead person is getting a little bit of a taste every day. There's yeah. some new lie that's been discovered about the mainstream media. And, and I've put this, I put this, I put it this way before, and I think it's, it's fitting. It's like, if you had a, a girlfriend or somebody in your, you know, a significant other, other in your life, and they acted the way the mainstream media did. Like you'd get a restraining order against them for right. sure because yeah. it's psychotic. It's constantly gaslighting you and telling you one mm-hmm. thing and doing the other and making you feel stupid and then saying, "Oh, okay, you know, listen, you can't know any of this. We're the only people that can know anything about." I mean, it's just it's so annoying and 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 but I've come to terms with it. The part the part that really bothers me the most is that the the normies that can't see it. Yeah. Just want to shake them and just say like how many times do you need to be lied to before you before you just you 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 terminate this you sever this relationship that you have with them and if that right. means you know coming to a new relationship with where you get your information and it not being on the the television that's in the house and all that well then maybe that's your duty and obligation to figure out a new relationship with where you get information obviously the mainstream media has moved online and so they use their same tactics online. And so we still get a, a healthy dose of lies that way. Yeah. But still, if you got to find a different outlet to get your information, because if you're still getting it from the television set, you're just, you're just getting misinformed. No, I agree. I mean, but we are to that same token. We are seeing, you know, people like Jimmy Dore, uh, James Corp. We are seeing people pull just as big a numbers as the mainstream media and so they are moving online working to to get o- over on those people even on their own platforms and so i mean i get I, I do think that enough people are realizing it now this year that like just wait a minute what so i i it is a little bit positive to see um but then the next thing i wanted to ask we started talking about trump for a minute I mean, the media did hate him, but they also loved him because they gave him, he gave them so much to talk about. And uh, and interesting to me is the way that uh, in his recent statements about Fauci and things. Oh, for sure. For sure. I, I wanted to ask you uh, to shift uh, topics a little bit. Uh, I mean, s- since we're already on the topic of, uh, you know, uh, psychological warfare, division, lies, things like that. Um, you had explained this to me. I believe it was off the record the other day when we did the roundtable. But if you could just tell if you could just recap it for the audience, I'm sure they'd love to get your perspective. Why do you not trust uh, people like Lou Elizondo or even in this case, you know, specifically Mr. Elizondo? CIA. 
see it right. And, and I mean, that's yeah, the, the short answer is anybody that is CIA or ex-CIA in my book is always CIA. I, there's some people that have left the organization and they say, well, I left after a career. They're always running ops. I mean, they, it's, they a just, way, it's probably a way of life for some of them. Of course it's, it is. It's that's a, that's a great way to put it. It's just a way of life. It's, it's just how they, how they are and what, because you, it's the CIA is not for everybody. You know, you don't make right. it 30 years there. If you, if you're Didn't you see that new guy. commercial though, it is for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I, I stand corrected. You yeah. know what I got the from CIA that? Officially and, and, now and, is for everybody. <laughs> people that have anxiety disorders. What a disingenuous commercial, by the way, God. when they're talking about, you know, I'm a non-binary blah, blah, blah with anxiety disorders. Let me tell you, if you have anxiety disorders and you're in the CIA, yeah. and somebody yeah. finds out about that, they will they will take that and they will use that against you. You're oh, not in so, the CIA if you've so got easily. massive weaknesses I'm, like that, man. That's like a, a huge Achilles heel. Or so, yeah, so I was just gonna say quickly, if you're an asset of the CIA, uh, let alone an agent, and you have that anxiety disorder. With all due respect, you better have some damn good intel for them to keep you there. You, got you know, it. like you better have some damn good intelligence on that there. But yep. I mean, what I got from that was basically we need more people of color to help us uh, uh, create coups, if you will. <laughs> that's, Pride flags on drone bombs. Yeah, as, uh, that's, James Evan Pilato that, uh, says. That's, that, um, that's kind of what I got. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's so so my reasoning for 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 distrusting Lou Elizondo and the to the Stars Academy situation is less about Tom DeLonge being the guitarist of Blink One Eighty Two. I don't have a problem with that. I I you're into UFOs. I'm in the UFOs. You want to, right. you like to get high and go look. I mean, I've, I, I don't know if you saw Travis Barker on, on Joe Rogan. He was saying that when they were on tour, you know, they used to get high and then look out the windows of the tour bus and see if they could see anything. Like that, yeah. that's funny, fun stuff. It's what you do when you're, you're in a band and everything. I have no problem with Tom DeLong right. doing and being into that stuff. What happens though is when, when, the CIA guys come in and they say, let's start this, this operate, let's start this to the stars Academy. And we're going to, we're going to go get disclosure because, you know, nobody does disclosure quite like the CIA. Right. So, so (laughs) they they bring in then uh, Jim Semivan and all of these guys for their board that combined have over a hundred years of CIA experience. And it's, to me, it's like, it's, it's the, it's the last group in the world you would put in charge of disclosure and information. And I know some mm. people might say, well, who would know better than the CIA? Well, yeah. who would also know better how to disinform people than the CIA? That's clearly what they do. Mm-hmm. So you've got the wrong people in charge of the information. And I, and I believe in UFOs. I believe in aliens. I'm interested in all this. I don't pretend to have special intel on any of this stuff. I'm just mm. interested in it, right? But- but I do know, and I want disclosure, but I want it on my terms, you know, and maybe right. that might be a little greedy of me, but we've been pushing for disclosure for a long, long time. I mean, you're talking about people, people have been talking about it for seven decades and, uh, and now you start to, you know, and everyone, it was, you're crazy, you're crazy, yeah. you're crazy. Of course, aliens are here. Yeah. You know, that, well, that's, fast I mean, media and it's like, right. This, so you guys were, 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 you know, making fun of anybody that was, ha- was talking about this in a serious manner right. and you were, you were completely dismissive. And now you want me, you, now you expect us to believe that the ex CIA guy is going to blow the whistle on this. And now he's, he's done <laughs> the whole, well, they're, 
you know, they're, they're censoring me and they've deleted my emails and I'm the victim and all this stuff. And it's, uh, it's like, uh, um, uh, Daniel List from Dark Journalist has has nicknamed him Me Too Lou. You Me know? Too Lou, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, now the victim. Me Too the, Lou is the victim. Where oh, they've done all this stuff. It's like stop. We, the I problem this, is, is, and I think tactic. what, right, and I think also what you're getting at too is they've they've run so many psyops over the years, the CIA on it on their own people, on people here in the West that it's almost like if they even if they were telling the truth, who's gonna Who's gonna even take it at face value, right? Yeah. But uh, but Camden brother, do you want to step in? You wanted to, um, yeah, I was gonna get into the recent UFO, like you know, disclosure push. Um, it seems to me that it's got to serve a certain agenda, right? Like we're just saying it. The best I can speculate is so we had a, a materialism atheism push in the nineties. We 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 got all this technology, and and as a disclosure comes, it, maybe it's something a. a you know, hybrid clone alien race they can control or something, but to give us a, to give us a, a, a new creator, God, a new, a new, this is where all our technology comes from. This is, this is who you have to thank. This is, and it's, it's another new religion. I think Obama literally just said, didn't he, uh, I could see loads of religions being born from this. So, yep. I, I mean, how do you, yes, uh, I think you said it earlier, normies are starting to accept the idea because it's on the news, but how do you, warn people against the fact that this is also not what it seems it's, it's got a lot of q feel to it yeah mm. you know it's like with q they would say things that were somewhat true or maybe parts of it were true but then th there would be embellishments and it mm -hmm. would sound good and for people that wanted that to believe in it, they would get very enthusiastic about it. And then they would tell the Q people, all right, what we're going to do is you've got to trust the plan. Go, we're going to go put you over here and go stay there and trust the plan. The white hats are on it, you know, and you're like, okay, I'm really motivated. I'm super into this and I'm going to stay here until you tell me to activate or whatever. Yeah. And then they just took them right out of the equation. So with the, the UFO thing, it, it, to me, it's got a bit of a Q vibe where it's like, all of a sudden you're going to, you're going to give us the information that we so desperately have been wanting for so long, right? Okay, great. We're enthusiastic. Who's right. providing this information? The mainstream media and the CIA? Automatic disqualification on my, on my part. Right. Out. But, yeah. but, but there's going to be a huge percentage of the population that say, tell me more, tell me more. You know, this is what we've all, you know, we've always been waiting for this. Oh my God, we're going to get disclosure in my lifetime. I just feel like it's going to be a limited hangout. It's just going to be a little bit of something. It might be, but, but no matter what it is, there's an agenda behind it. There's a reason why it's being pushed out. Either the COVID op isn't working the way they thought it would, or maybe this is the setup for, you know, trying to put everybody together in one, one big group to create a, a one world government. I don't know why they would do that because they, they spend so much time dividing us into little right, groups. Right. Yeah. Why they would want to assemble us back together into one big group. I, I don't know, but I see, I see, I just see an operation forming yeah. here. I just see something that is so, you know, it's so, it's so important to us too. That's, a, that's another thing. The UFO topic, first of all, how dare they 
do what they've done for the last 70 years and make everyone sound crazy for talking about it. You know, it's like the one topic that you get on where your friends will just do this or your family will go, well, you know, he's into that. Well, that's the sign of a, a, unfortunately, in this case, a successful operation on their part. For sure. Yeah. yeah, a, a real successful operation. They've got and 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 to be and to be clear, you can see you can see the vaccine things like that too, where there's like a certain group of people that are like just hardcore believers of it, and anyone else they just want to shun anyone mm-hmm. that's not into it. But I, I just i I worry about the I worry about the alien operation because you just know it's not going to be what it seems. You, we we're desperate for information, but you know, not this way and not from these people. I, I kind of, sorry, uh, Charlie, I kind of get the feeling you're also trying to hint at the fact that you're, you're, you're just saying out loud in general to anyone who will listen, don't reach for that information out of desperation. Cause that's almost what they, it sounds like that's what people would, is, that would be the first reaction. Right. And that would be yeah. exactly what the CIA would want if they're running an op or something like that. And I want it too, to be clear, I, right, I'm desperate yeah. for the information too, Right. but not at any cost, you know, like it's got to yeah. come from it. I want the right information, not just information, you know, we can get right. information anywhere. And so it's tough. It's tough to know, but it's, it's like this, know your audience, right? No, 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 know who's giving you the information. So if it's coming right. from the mainstream media, you're, you should automatically be suspicious. <laughs> yeah. And if it's coming from the in- mainstream media on Fox news with Tucker Carlson, who seems like he's out of all of them, maybe the best of all of them. I don't That's know what I find so interesting about all of this, the irony in that, you know? Yeah, exactly. Well, maybe he's he's useful because he has a little bit of credibility. I mean, in, in that circle. Well, no, not even, sorry, not even whether or not you agree with Tucker. I'm just saying in general, the way that the other news outlets ridicule Fox News. And then ironically enough, Fox News gets the most UFO coverage. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. UFO, yeah, Fox News and you, which if you think about it, I, I would have ne- I would have not guessed Fox News as the I UFO know, right. group. Yes, I would. Yeah. I, I see them as more conservative, buttoned up type people that aren't right. You know, busying their minds with this nonsense. But they <laughs> they you know. So you've got the mainstream media delivering the message, and they're in the message they're getting is provided by a guy with thirty years of CIA experience. It's like that's a that's just that's you're drinking water from a poisoned tap. You know. Yeah. And, and you're, you're going, why, why don't I feel better? I just keep drinking all this water. You're drinking the wrong water. You know, if you're getting it from these guys. So it's like, I, you know, do I want, I want disclosure, but I want the right people involved in it. And, and the fact that they're, they seem willing to give the information to me is inconsistent with reality because I feel like this is information that we need to, pro, you know, in a logical way, we would need to pry this information away out of their cold, dead hands. The fact yeah. that they're, actively volunteering it to us makes me suspicious too. even if it's a percentage like they, of like a small fractal of a percentage you, you, yeah yeah it, it makes so, me suspicious so, so you know are the are the videos the tic-tac video and all those things i'm not impressed you know i'm not impressed mm. with that stuff that could be our you know it could be our uh, I think it is. Uh, our, I'm, our, I'm, our, I'm personally not impressed just because, I mean, I think it's safe to say we all know that, that they have better stuff. I mean, if our, yeah. if our phones can get better, in some cases, better footage than that, then, you know. I want, you know what I want more than, than alien disclosure or as, well, maybe not more, but maybe at the same alien disclosure is one, then one A is I want the technology disclosure. 
Right. Because that's where there's a lot of good stuff. Now, now, if if in fact, and this is where the government would have some explaining to do, if in fact they have been sitting on zero point energy t- technology, which I believe they have, but I have it's just a belief. Um right. And that could have been used all along to power yeah. the world without our need for oil and gas and the wars that that starts. Mm-hmm. And yet they buried and suppressed that in order to make money, then shame on them, which I think is what has happened. And uh, so some of the technology that would, that if that were, were to be released would, would create more questions for them as to, okay, well, how long have you had this? Why have you been hiding this from us? And I think yeah. that, that, that's a can of worms that maybe none of these people, I mean, we're talking about government bureaucrats that yeah. don't want any sort of responsibility for anything. So <laughs> I could, it could imagine it would be tough to, you know, so who takes the fall for this? Who, who, who's, who do we get to yell at? Who's been hiding uh, all of this amazing medical technology or this, you know, the, the sorts of things. I mean, we, we already know we get hand-me-downs from the the military that they've had, they've been playing around with for 30 years. And then we get fiber optic cables and things like yep. that, you know? So, so where, where are we in this technology game? And, and, and I don't know that, I don't know that I would ever expect the government to tell us for, for a variety of national security reasons or whatever, you know, the, the reasons they have, but I, I would never expect them to be fully honest with us. But so it's, it just seems to me like it's going to be, if we get anything, uh, right. what we'll get will be a whole bunch of stuff. That's sort of like, eh, well, we kind of knew this. I just, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sitting around waiting for the big, info drop where everything is going to get explained. I just don't think it's going to happen that way. Yeah, no, I, sadly, sadly, but truthfully, I agree with you. Yeah. Right. You know what it is too, too many guys, uh, too many individuals with, with presumably that type of level of access, they, as they get older in their senior years, they all tend to say the same thing. So if you want to say, you know, not you, spe- I'm saying in general, if people want to say that, you know, Ben Rich was, was senile. Okay. So how about Boyd Bushman? How about the former Israeli space defense minister? How about the former? How about Paul Hellier? Paul Hellier the, was has been he's still talking about it, right? That's what that's what I'm saying. So if you want to say that all of them are senile, then if that's the case, let's just use elementary mathematics and run the numbers. What are yeah. the odds, right? Yeah. I mean, they're all senile. After I mean, okay. I mean, even we look at, for example, John Brennan, former head of the CIA, the, the arguably one of the people that we've been talking about this entire hour and a half about the people not to trust when they go on podcasts like he did a couple months ago and say that you know he 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 muffled the words, but he said, and I quote, um, "I think what we'll be seeing down the road may constitute a form of life that some may consider extraterrestrial." But the the hell, you know what I mean? Like at that point, is he senile too now? Like, because yeah. la- last time I checked, these guys still have their, okay, maybe not Brennan because Trump canceled it, but most of these guys still have their clearances to come back and advise on certain things. So yeah. if you're senile, how come your clearance hasn't been removed? Yeah. How come, like, how come, um, um, what, what, oh God, what's it? Buzz Aldrin is, is, is making these crazy statements late in life, talking about monoliths on, yep. on, uh, on uh, Phobos and talking about, uh, you know, well, the, you know, the little girl who asked him the question, why, you know, you know, why haven't we gone back to the moon? And he says, well, I've been asking the same question. The reason why we didn't go, we haven't gone back is because we never went, you know, and you're like, is he drunk? Is he senile? Yeah. Is he giving up the game? Is he pretending to be drunk and senile so that he can talk about this stuff? I mean, what, what is really happening here? But you would have to, you'd have to be towards the tail end of your career 
uh, if you wanted to to spill the beans on some of this stuff. And I think I think that there's a level of maybe maybe not John Brennan, but some of these other guys have a soul and they <laughs> have a conscience and they think uh, John Brennan certainly does not have either of those. But when I look at that guy, no, no, no. But Paul Hellier does. And maybe, I, you know, and Paul Hellier is talking about this stuff. He he's, he's, he's upfront. I mean, and I also have to think like, a, what does a guy like that have to gain? Mm, you know, they, they, that's they, a good put, point. they put the crosshairs on themselves and open themselves to, to not just ridicule, but maybe even, some sort of imprisonment, you know, for, for saying what they've said, considering the, the levels in the military that they've reached. And so I want, I just, I wonder, you know, and when the, of course we know about the Werner von Braun situation yep. on his deathbed talking about, you know, the last card they play, the fake alien mm -hmm. invasion and things like that. Like I wasn't there. None right. of us we don't right. know. Could it have been a fake convert? Of course. I mean, it's 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 going to be tough for us to ever say definitively. But but if you were a guy who kept secrets your entire life and you had a really big one and you knew that your time was over, would you put it? Would you let the cat out of the bag? I mean, I would. I would. I don't but I wouldn't not, be. Yeah. In, I wouldn't be. I, they would. They would know better than to trust me in the first place because I would. Yeah. I would say something about that. Because my responsibility or my loyalty would be to humanity and not to my secrecy oath that I took with a dirty government. Kind of like a double-edged sword, though, unfortunately, right? Because it's like, well, we can't ask him because he's dead now. Yeah. You know, yeah. but sorry, sorry, you were saying, please, I didn't mean to interrupt yeah. you. Yeah, well, I just, I, 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 you know, I, to me, disclosure will come from those guys right. that had, you know, the, the, the people that were in the inside uh not not volunteer right so not not, not mm. any of, of these people because those people are clearly selling something you just feel it you you can feel the sales pitch it's too you know i, I mean in it's they're 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 getting on public airwaves they're getting in positions where they know a lot of people are going to hear it and the reason why they're talking about it is specifically because a lot of people will hear it that's not a private conversation you have with Lou Elizondo at a yeah. bar where he tells you, listen, man, they got spaceships. I can't talk about it, but they got spaceships. When you go on Fox News and do that whole routine, it just comes across as disingenuous and like an right. operation, which of course is what it is. Mm, right. Um, sorry, before we wrap this up, Camden, you wanted to... Yeah, I was. Just, I mean, I was just gonna say, if if like if those guys are all senile, how isn't Joe Biden? You know, I mean, <laughs> uh, I, and it's just it, you gotta it, throw it, that that little jab in there. But I know what you mean. <laughs> it's it seems like there's there's not a there's just a disconnect, and and no one no one takes people as as like as humans at their word when they're still actually being humans. I don't know. It's a yeah, it's a discrediting thing. Yeah. I just no, want the. Uh, yeah. I just want, in in the end, I just want to know. I, yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to rework my life because of it. I'm not going to believe a new religion or get rid of you know or pick up a. a you know, mm. I'm not going to do any of those things. I just want to know. I'm just trying right. to figure out how it all works. That's really where I'm coming from. I don't have a, um, you know, I don't have a. a, a a vested interest in knowing about the UFOs. It's not, I don't know that it will, it will change my life too much, but I, I put in my first book, the octopus of global control, we talked about Stephen, or we mentioned Stephen Bassett's name uh, in our, in our group 
call yesterday, mm-hmm. Dave. And, and, and he made this quote, he had this quote that I put in my first book, uh, talking about the jigsaw puzzle. And he said that it's when you're born into this world, you, you born, you're given this box of a 10,000 piece jigsaw puzzle. And your mission in life is to put this puzzle together. And if you do that, then it will be the picture of reality as it truly is. And so you get this, you come into this world, you get this box, you, you set about to put this puzzle together and it's all good, except that the government that you live under has made a decision for governmental rules to take a bunch of pieces out of your box and throw them away yeah, and then take a bunch of pieces from somebody else's box and put them in your box. Yeah, and you don't know this, and you go about your life trying to put all these pieces together, thinking that they're all going to fit. And he said, and that is an extremely efficient method to serve the state and keep mm-hmm. you from figuring things out. And I always think about that. You know, That's so in my life, example. I'm just trying to put the pieces of this jigsaw puzzle together, and I'm hoping that I've got you know, the right pieces. And if you've got pieces, great, come on over and put them in there. And if you've got pieces, I'm, I, I'm, I'm open to anybody who's got pieces that fit, let's put this together. But, right. but I also am of the understanding that I might, I might've been given some of the wrong pieces to intentionally throw me off. And so I recognize that. So I'm not, I'm not of the belief that I'm ever going to necessarily get this picture filled in, but I'm mm. trying to do the best that I can. And when the government, you know, manipulates that process and and puts barriers in place so that you can't figure out what's really going on. I feel like that's not their job. That's not their responsibility. Like they, that's right. not, I didn't ask them to do that. They don't need to do that. I, I, we're adults. We can figure this out. Some people will freak out if there's aliens or, or and other, but most people won't, but, but it's our right to know this stuff and we can do, right. you know, we, we, I, that's how I feel. And I know that yeah. the daddy government is like, we're going to protect you from all the bad stuff. I don't believe that. And I don't yeah. trust them. So I don't feel like they're the daddy in this situation. I feel like they're just like an evil villain. So I want them out of the way as much as possible. I don't want Lou Elizondo's and 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 the Brennans of the world to be the, the people giving me the information because I won't believe it anyway. Right. And so and, and by the way, rightfully, rightfully so too. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can't, I mean, those are those are not the people, those aren't the people to trust. So so what a, what an interesting time though for us to yes. be alive. Yeah. I, I will I will I will wrap it up with that by saying that that if nothing else, we got a lot to talk about, and there's so <laughs> much happening, and it's fascinating, and and this this could be like a fork in the road for humanity if 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 indeed we come to some understanding that we are not alone, and that becomes like a known fact. How yeah. will that change society and change the world? <laughs> Man, I don't know. I don't know exactly, mm. but it, it will have repercussions. Uh, but as long as it's the truth and as long as it's r- real, then I'm I'm for it. You know, because I want more truth. I want more reality. I want more pieces of these of this puzzle. And if the aliens are a big piece of it, then let's let's have it. We've been reading about them in for a long, long time. You know, and they've yeah. been showing up in ancient paintings and ancient texts and things like that. There's got to be something there. So just level with us and, and right. for once, just level with us. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, uh, Camden, do you want to say one last thing? Yeah, no, we... uh, and very much the same idea you were getting at uh, something I heard recently that I really, really like is we used to think that we were born uh, too late to explore the world and too early to explore the universe, but it kind of feels like we're born in like the most important time. 
for either of those. Right. Uh, so it's, it, I mean, that's just a really powerful little saying I heard recently and that's exactly what you were getting at. And so it, it makes me feel really optimistic in general. Yeah. What, what, what if, what if out of all the generations that we've had of our family trees of, of throughout the thousands of years, what if right now is the time when we, it becomes well-known that the, mm-hmm. that there actually is that, that would be, um, it'd be like, uh, you know, winning the cosmic lottery for us to get to quite, quite a fluke for us. Yeah. You know? quite, quite a fluke for us, but, uh, please, uh, Charlie, tell, please tell everybody where, uh, where they can find you. Um, if people want to get a hold of you, check out your work and all that. Yeah. Uh, so my website is the octopus of global control.com and everyone can find, I've written a couple books. They're available there. Um, you can also find my podcast Macroaggressions. that is out on in audio format everywhere where podcasts are served and also in video format on David Ike's platform, iconic it's on odyssey. I'm on Rockfin and also on YouTube, although they keep giving me strikes, which is, you know, I I noticed, I just wanted to say, so the audience is aware, uh, just by checking out your Twitter, you, you're, you kind of test the waters with YouTube. You put one thing up, you're okay. You put another thing up and they just screw you like, yeah. 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 So yeah, yeah it's kind of, that's fun. Constantly changing <laughs> rules that you never, you never can tell where, where, where they are. You put right. You up. I understand. <laughs> I put my David Icke interview up. I know that that's going to get taken down. I know that. And so in it right. did, of course, but then, uh, Joel Hirschhorn interview, an 80 year old guy who's worked in the medical industry for four decades and wrote a interesting book about COVID. I put his, his video on where we're just talking gone in 15 minutes just totally Whoa. strike deleted and everything i've so. had i've had a couple uh, of mine removed it, it's usually taken a day or two i'm surprised yours is minutes wow yeah mine was mine was minutes i i and it might have been on my part maybe i maybe i put a keyword in there that triggered the, the algorithm to find it and take a look at it but yeah it was I, I actually put that one up not even thinking that that might get me in trouble I have others that I thought would get me in trouble that didn't. And that one, I didn't think anything of. So, so yeah, it's a constantly, constantly changing uh, set of rules. So we're always having to kind of be uh, uh, adaptive to that, but I'm using YouTube. Gotcha. I'm using them to get my information out. I will use them for as long as I can. And when they kick me off, then they kick me off. But uh, I appreciate the invite on here because I love to, I love to talk about this stuff and, and try and, you know, see if we can get people thinking about these things because thinking about these unusual and interesting topics is the first step towards changing some of these things. And, and, um, Absolutely. And, it, and, and, and you never know what conversation you're going to hear. That's the one that like you go, Oh yeah, it all makes sense now. Or, or, Oh, I never thought of it like that. So there was something in my life that did that to me that made me start to see things differently. And and so I, I take every opportunity I can to talk to as many people as I can to try and hopefully get them to just, uh, see things from a different perspective. And so if you like my flavor of insanity, you can find me at macroaggressions on, on iTunes and places like that. And I do two shows a week, one's an interview and one's a monologue. And, uh, and so far it's been keeping me sane. I'll I'll say that much just to be able to get that, to be able to sort of get that out of your system is very cathartic. So, so (laughs) it's a, it's a two-way street. I know the people are getting information from me, but I'm also getting, working out my, you know, insanity. That's great that you metaphorically that you kill two birds with one stone. So that's great, man. That's, that's so great. Well, thank you so much, Charlie. And uh, we'll talk very, very soon. Would love to have you on again. Absolutely. Be my pleasure. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks.